Hello and welcome to Hey Paula, help me with my DIY project. I'm Paula Blankenship and I'm a lifelong entrepreneur and I'm the creator of Heirloom Traditions All-in-One Paint. I'll be sharing my 40 years of design experience here in the podcast to help you update and renew your home both inside and outside. Alongside of me is my co-host, Melissa Osborne. Together, we'll be sharing my best tips and ideas here in the podcast. Thank you for spending your time with us, and let's get started on today's topic. Well, hey there, and welcome to Hey Paula, Help Me With My DIY Project. You're watching our podcast. We record our podcast here with you and share it with you here on YouTube. I'm Paula Blankenship, and I'm with Melissa Osborne here, who always has some great commentary, and she's <laughs> going to be asking the questions here today. We have six great tips. Here, we're going to share with you on how to improve the curb appeal. So hopefully there's something, there's a takeaway here for you. Maybe you gained some knowledge here. And by listening on the podcast, we hope you leave us a review. We're going to read one right now that was left for our last episode here. Unfortunately, I don't have Nancy's last name, but the username is Nancy D63. And she says, I love this. Now I can listen and get ideas. I don't always have time to watch, but I do have time to listen. Thank you. All right, we like coming to you in multiple ways. So Nancy, if you'll reach out to Melissa at htpaint.com, claim your $25 gift certificate. And if you're listening to us, please jump on and leave us a review, subscribe to the podcast, because you never know what you might find or might, what you might hear that is some value to you. So if you're wondering what we're doing in an empty <laughs> building, we're wondering that ourselves, but we are sitting out here in our new store slash studio. We're in the upper level, tons of, of uh, noise out here going on from the road. Never thought about that, but there's also no AC out here and it has to be the hottest day so far that we've experienced. Yes. But here we are, we're dedicated. But hey, we're talking about the outdoors and curb appeal and uh, spruce up the outside of your house so it's only fitting that we're outside melting along with you while you're going to do this and there's projects. no curb appeal here for sure but there is <laughs> there going will to be, be a lot yes so it won't be long we'll be opening our store here this is our retail location we already have a store but we're opening a nice big store here we can't wait to have you come out to taylorsville kentucky right outside of louisville and uh check it out on our calendar if you visit our website at all in one paint okay so out of our six topics that we're covering today on ways to increase your curb appeal number one is landscaping i think so many people take for granted landscaping i know yeah unfortunately a few people in my neighborhood have taken a little advantage of uh grass to be. let me let me give you a little <laughs> little tidbit grass is not landscaping there you go grass <laughs> is not it so y'all know that already and landscaping it takes an eye and uh, it's like everything else it's a layered process it takes time to grow in it doesn't happen overnight and you can't make a beautiful landscape tomorrow if that's what you nope. choose. It takes several years for sometimes your trees to mature and you can't get too big of trees trying to jump the gun thinking I'll get a bigger tree. Then it's going to overgrow your space. So you're going to have another problem down the road. You're going to have to dig up trees because they're rooting under the sidewalks and busting up your foundation, all those great things. So it takes time. So if you are trying to figure out a landscape idea and scheme for your home, there's all kinds of great apps out there. I would suggest going on to an app or going to a nursery, maybe speaking to the professional professional there who can tell you what trees work in your area if uh, certain terrains certain uh, landscapes are popular in the desert area let's say or in the mountain area you want to use trees that give you a nice curb appeal all seasons of the year if at all possible and that's done by building layers and also the contrast against your home facade if you have a brick home and it's red brick you don't really want to use red trees because they're going to get lost you want yep. to lose, use contrast just think of it like this and i'll put this in great terms i think that anyone can hear or see if you think of it just like painting a picture your home is the backdrop 
and you're going to lay things in front of that that are contrasting to the layer behind them. So you're not only going to layer them as far as color and texture, you're going to layer them as far as size and scale of the tree. So you wanna put a bigger tree in the back because you don't wanna put one in front of it that's gonna grow up taller than the one in the back. So you wanna layer them in height, you wanna layer them in texture and interest and then to the ground, all, all the way out to the ground. That's gonna to get to the low ground cover in the front. So the big stuff in the back, mid-range things in the middle and then to the front. Even with evergreens, there's different shades of green. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's dark green, blue green, light yeah. green, and that's a great way to bring in different contrasting uh, Always think about the house itself. Is it sitting in front of the home? Is it sitting in front of your foundation? Are you trying to hide something there? Are you trying to hide your foundation? Maybe you've got some concrete or something there exposed. Try painting the foundation too. That's a good way to make things recede. Say like you've got concrete from your basement that sticks up or something, or maybe there's bricks so and so far up and then you've got some concrete that's exposed try painting that exposed concrete the color of the brick make it blend in and go away then plant some trees or some grasses in front of that then you're going to totally camouflage that that is still out of the ground or those areas are uglies to your eye looking back at the house as a whole now and we got to change the title to seven things to increase your curb appeal because <laughs> we didn't right. have the foundation. That's you a cannot, great, you that cannot hold tip. me to six. That's you know right. That. I know. You know that. We're always like six and maybe a little more. Well, you know, I'm always going to talk about paint and not just because I want to sell you some paint, but I'm going to talk about paint because it's the cheapest tool that you can use on the inside or the outside of your home to change things instantly. And anyone can do it. You don't have to be afraid of acrylic waterborne paints. You can paint over them if you don't like what you do. But uh, always think when you're thinking on the outside of your home, home, don't choose intense colors. If you think you have a red brick house, trust me, you do not have a red brick house. You have a brown house <laughs> that's got a red undertone. So be sure when you choose colors, think small. Don't go buy a gallon of red paint and spend a hundred dollars on it go buy a little sample of that touch it to your house back up to the curb look back at it and make sure you didn't just paint your foundation bright red you want to make sure that you really keep in mind that things bloom outside daylight is not filtered it's bright it's intense and colors are going to look different in the exterior than they do on the insides specifically outside. That's very true very true all right next thing okay so the next thing uh oh this is a fun one paint or stain your front door and shutters is that a question? No, that's the next thing. Oh, paint or stain your front door. Oh, oh, gotcha. That is the next <laughs> We're sun blind out here. I'm getting the heat exhaustion. Uh, okay, it. paint or stain. I thought that was a question you were asking no. me. Should we or should oh, we not? No, you paint can. or stain. Paint or stain, whichever you prefer. Well, think of it like this. All right, if I'm a guest coming to your house, first thing I'm going to do do is probably view your front door up close. Now, I'm going to view your house from a distance, but if I'm going to walk up and knock on your front door, the first thing I'm going to do is see the door in its entirety. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to say, wow, this house is in bad repair. It would be, I want to give you a good example to that. If I met a person today and shook their hand, first thing I probably notice is their teeth. And uh, just like a house, it's the first thing present in, and it's memorable. If people have bad teeth or bad whatever it is, uh, that's the first thing you, that's the takeaway. So, or a snotty look on their face. Yeah, uh, they don't smile or their expression or whatever. I, the thing you want to be sure and greet people with when they walk in that home is one thing, and that's the quality and the care that you've given to the front door. That tells me when I open the door within, guess what? Good things are happening inside. If you've got the front door addressed and the cobwebs are down and there's no scratching on it and the paint's not peeling and chipping off or the stain, 
uh, I know you've took care of the home, and that tells me something. Uh, I recently walked into a house that was for sale, and it was an expensive house that was for sale. It wasn't like it was the cheap house on the block. And I felt like it was a good deal. I want to go take a look at it just for that perspective. Just want to see what was happening there and if there was something I could do to this house to improve it and sell it. So first thing I did was knock on the front door and meet the realtor there. And I was amazed that the front door was black. House was in decent shape, but the front door was atrocious. And they were asking a big price for this house. But uh, not the I'm not a realtor. That an atrocious door would have. That's right. <laughs> I'm not a realtor, but I will say this. That is the first thing I would have said. If I were the realtor for this person, I would have said, you need to address your front door. It was black and it was sunbeaten and it was not going to be an inviting or an alluring thing for someone who was trying to buy this home. First thing I said was, if you haven't taken care of that front door, most likely there's other underlying issues. And guess what? There were many, many, many. And it's a two-hour fix. It's so easy, so fast yeah. to do with all-in-one paint. Yep. So. If you're using all-in-one paint, you can do it yourself. Make a beautiful black door, which is the number one seller of houses. If they, they say you get 6000 more. Five to 6000 yeah. more dollars if you paint your front door black. And that's only if it works with your roof. Don't go <laughs> if you have a brown roof. Don't paint your door black. <laughs> all right. That's next week's tips. Yep. Okay. Um, so we talked about, uh, oh, adding a kick plate to the door. You gave me this piece of advice for mm -hmm. my own front door, and it. I thought, well, that's my front door. Yeah, okay, I'll add it. It made a huge difference. It will. It's huge, jewelry. It's a huge. great, you know, anytime you can add a metallic. Every house has metallics on the outside, whether you've chosen old bronze or you're still using brass out there, whatever it is, you have a metallic that you've selected from the outside of your house because there's things that have to be out of metals. And uh, always, if you don't have a screen door or full view glass front screen door over your front door, a great way to add jewelry and a beautiful finish to your front door and just draw the eye in is a kick plate. And it's also a great protection method down there. They take a beating. They don't wear like they used to. They're not the quality they used yeah. to be. Uh, you have to replace them every few years, but they are really a beautiful way to add gl a glitter to your front door, draw people to that front door, and that's what you're trying to do as a homeowner is draw people to that front door, make them want to come to your house. So they should match the door hardware, right? Match the door hardware. Yeah. Do not do not cross those. That's you know, it's not like a faucet, and a, you know you can get away with that. Stainless appliances and oil rub bronze on your sink and your hardware, but that's one. Don't cross those. Keep They're just those. too close. Well, you don't want oil rub bronze and then brass, or uh, you don't want a leaded door that's got brass leaded door and then put an oil rub bronze hardware. You just don't want to do that. You, you got to stay with the same there to uh, make it consistent on that front door. It's not a good message to mix those right there. Yep. It looks very mismatched. So, mismatched. speaking of hardware, yes. if you've got hardware that's starting to show signs of wear, it's yep. peeling and all that, yep. um, obviously you can replace it. Mm -hmm. A little pricey, but... Very, very pricey. can be very but pricey. But can be doable. Yes, definitely. And something you can do yourself or you can restain it, right? You can actually use our all-in-one stain is a great way to update your, your outdoor light heads, your light fixtures, anything that's exterior mounted, your door hardware, um, anything, kick plates even. Using that all-in-one stain gives you a absolutely beautiful, the right sheen and you don't have to do any sealing to it. You just wipe it down. No re reason to seal it after you've used it. You can stain your door as well. And uh, the product works great on metals to update the surface where there's missing color. You can even change sheen. the color, right? Change the color. Because we've had sure people can. that have gone from nickel to uh, using our espresso color, which makes it look like oil red bronze. Sure, yes. You can change up the color using the amazing all-in-one stain. Of course, you know, we talk about all-in-one paint. 
equally to talk about is almond and stain. We have both of those covered now, so uh, I think you'll be amazed if you haven't tried it already. So it's a good way to update things without taking them and tossing them. Okay, so uh, on the front door, yes. doors with side lights. Yes. Should the side lights be the same color? Absolutely, I do believe that. It makes it look bigger and grander, It does, right? a lot more grand. And then the next thing is, uh, where do you stop it then? If you're gonna paint the side light, if you you're paint going- the I would, I do. If you want the door to feel grand, if you want it to feel, um, well, there's a brick mold on, on door. There's, a, there's actually the last piece of molding around the door, the, the door casing, let's say. You can leave that you can leave that white if say if your windows are trimmed out in white or whatever there's normally three colors on the outside of a house when you exceed that rule uh you're in some unchartered territory so think of paint colors for sure you want to keep everything neutral and you don't want to start putting a lot of loud colors out there a lot of people will paint the door itself in a fashion color i would not suggest painting side lights if you're going to do a fashion color with uh, say a Malfi, where you're gonna paint everything a Malfi, and you've got a big Loud grand door, door with side lights yeah. and a lot of trim, I wouldn't dream of doing all of that. I would just paint the door slab itself in the color and leave everything else white or something to offset it that's simple. Yeah. Um, but so kind of like had, fashion, if you're wearing all black from head to toe, you're gonna look taller, slim, more put yeah. together, mm -hmm. slimmer, all that good stuff. Yeah. So same thing with your door. If you paint Absolutely. everything black or everything the same color, the trim, the side lights, yes. the door, you're gonna get a very sleek right. and put together look. Start cutting it up into little bitty, tiny, little slice and dice pieces. You gotta be short and squatty like me. That's right. It's way hard to look at. <laughs> you said yeah. I did not mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I went, I I went right into yes that one. That. Um, and my hair is curling up as we go. I'm just getting shorter sweating my and makeup shorter. off, and this was not a great idea. Um, <laughs> shutters and the front door, do they need to match? Uh, not necessarily, no, but again, if you're putting only three colors on your house, and who knows what that sound is, if you're only putting three colors on your house, you don't have a lot of colors to go here. You have to consider your windows, your roof, your door, and your shutters. So if you start making four and five color choices out there, you have crossed over the rainbow bridge there, so back it up. And so, if your shutters are faded, definitely give them a coat of paint. Definitely give them And a we are going to get into, sure. on next week's episode, we're going to talk about how do you choose those three colors yes. and how do you choose uh, colors that you're going to paint. We'll talk about that. Paint. Curb appeal yep. from the road. Topic number three, decorate your front porch. So how do you feel about decorating the front porch? What are the things we can do on that porch to kind of... Well, uh, you know, it's kind of back to the idea we're talking about bringing color into your whole overall scheme on the front porch. Maybe you do want a bright, vivid door, and that's wonderful if you do. You know, I'm not a fan of those particularly. I like to bring color in in accessories, rugs, uh, maybe a door plaque. Maybe you want to put a welcome sign or a wreath or something like that to bring beautiful color to your front porch. I like to put in florals, pots even, um, just color in live vegetation out there on your porch or pillows that sit in your chairs, maybe the cushions. You can change those colors up, you can paint them. Using all-in-one paint, you can paint your cushions and your, uh, you know, anything you have. If you've got there, any kind of rocking chair or patio furniture on your pots. porch that is uh, faded, you can definitely paint that. That's yes. a great way to upgrade. Great way to bring in color without trying to make your shutters colorful and your front door colorful, or even if you have made your front door colorful, now maybe you want to make it a little more sedate or tie those colors in with your addition of plants, live vegetation, rugs, and uh, a wreath or what have you on the front porch. Uh, great way to kind of tie the whole thing together is bringing in different layers of color and reinstating those colors again that you put on your door if that's if you've colored your door. 
and it's so easy to water plants from the porch too. It's easier than putting them out in the landscape. I keep the evergreens out in the landscaping and the pretty flowers that you watering close. every day. Very close. Yes. In other words, so you can go out there in your pajamas and, and water them. That's right. Without the neighbors calling. The Maybe not even in shoes. Uh, okay, the mailbox. So, mailbox is a big one. Yes. Well, it stands first thing, out. First thing the <laughs> person sees visiting you, other than the front door, is where they're going to get up close and personal. They're going to see your mailbox because generally they're going to drive right by or walk right by it as they walk up to your home. So, I think the mailbox is certainly a big part of your curb appeal, and I would always make it a reflection of the home itself. I wasn't wouldn't have have a blue mailbox if my house was in neutral colors, let's say, or have it some oddball color. And I know there's, it's popular to have wild colored mailboxes and I'm not, you know, I'm not opposed to that. If that's your thing, then obviously do that. But uh, I always think the house and the mailbox should have a correlation between them, whatever that is. If you have a black door, I think you need a black mailbox, but um, I'm not all about everything being black. Even though you <laughs> might not know that. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about painting the mailbox with almond paint. So most people think metal mailbox, I got to paint it with spray paint. Oh, oh, not so a good idea. Why does that not last? Why well, do we have to do that? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to do talk down about spray paint. Obviously, spray paints are wonderful, but uh, here's the difference in using a sprayed on paint versus a brushed on paint, and it's the layer of how much product actually goes on because. To, use a, to make a paint spray, uh, you would have to aerate the paint. So there has to be something in there to thin it, to make it come through that nozzle, to be driven by just enough air that's already in that can. So it can't be a heavy paint. Meaning that once that, that um, liquid has dried out of the paint, there's not a lot of paint left behind. So no matter what brand you're buying or how much you're paying, uh, there's not a lot left behind once all of that evaporates then there's a small very thin layer or mill of the paint left behind if you brush it on you're controlling how much you leave behind and if you're using all in one paint you can brush on a good full coat of paint do our brush and roll technique using the roller and lightly roll back through it to get a beautiful sprayed on finish without having to mask off everything and worry about getting it all over everything just use our tools and uh, our beautiful little artist brush set works great for trimming around say the flag and the pole and all those things and you can get a beautiful look to your mailbox that's long lasting and doesn't require a sealer or a top coat over it and I think you'll be much more satisfied than you are if you spray paint it. It has such a pretty glow to it too. That's on my does. Uh, spring to-do list for sure. Yeah. And they just take a beating very quickly you know the sun even if they're a baked on or powder coated finish they just look bad in a few seasons. Yeah it doesn't take long at all. Yeah. Um, okay our last topic. Oh the garage door. Door. So either staining it or painting it. We like staining it, obviously. We've done a lot of tutorials on that. I like both. I like, uh, you know, I just personally had my own garage doors painted. They were white, and I've always been a little hesitant to paint garage doors black, but with the, I painted the brick of my house in a white family and thought the black would look great, and I absolutely love them. Uh, you have to have some glass in the doors if you're going to paint them black because if it's just a black <laughs> hole, you want to run through it. <laughs> you can't tell if it's open or closed. Especially so. at night. No, and I did that long years ago and I had to paint over them. Painted them black and I thought, well, they're going to look really good with my house and they look like two black holes because they just, just the way they were, I just had to paint over them. And, uh, leave some white trim against them and that way they'll look great if you're going to paint them a dark color. I have never thought a garage door needs needs to be something that is a focal point. So don't paint your garage door something that drives the eye to the immediately. That's not what you want to pull up to the house and see our garage doors. They're supposed to be a utility area of your home. So make sure you're putting them in the recessed area, meaning 
paint them something sedate. Don't paint them a hot color. Don't paint them because you're painting your front so door. So no hot pink garage door. No, if you've painted your front door a hot color, don't paint your garage doors a hot color. Think of your roof, think of the shutters, think of some other colors there to correlate. Again, keeping that three color rule. And I always think it could be the color of the windows, the color of the shutters, the color of the roof. All those should be speaking to each other and the garage door should take a recessive seat. And it could either be then you could make it look like uh, wood by using the stain. Using all in one stain, you can give it a gray look. You can it give it a so brown. Realistic too. Very so much end. like wood. And all of those metal garage doors, or even vinyl ones, clad ones, are grained to look like wood. Even the ones that are white, it's very rare that you don't see one that has a grain in it to look, emulate a wood look. So it's easy to stain them. Using the gel stain, the all-in-one stain gives you a beautiful sheen to the door and very realistic. If you check out our videos, you can see them in our community. If you join our community or go to our all-in-one paint website, you can see our community there. You can see all of our videos and all the video assets that we've created there using the stain and a great place to get into the groove of all the people doing DIY and see their projects and get inspired by things you can do around your own home. And pick up some of the ideas that we've shared with you here today in the I think podcast. we shared some good ones and uh, like always a little more than six probably oh well <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of value out of this yeah. listening game we, here. we uh we aim to uh aim. pack this full talk full there you go we've enjoyed this and yeah. uh, y'all responded well to it so we we are happy to be doing it mm -hmm. and uh looks like it's going to be a win for us so uh keep following along here leave us a review again love to read your review and uh give us a, a listen next time we'll be talking about how to choose colors and how to update your curb appeal just one step further yep. maybe helping you uh, get a little more decisive about the colors you might choose to update your home if you are making plans to do any of these updates that we just shared here with you um, on these that'll be a good one that's subjects. one where a lot of people need help for yes sure. yes a lot of help needs can to we go, go back to the ac now yes we're gonna go back <laughs> inside so uh don't forget to subscribe here to the podcast. And thank you all so much for listening. And uh, we can't wait to be here with you next week as we do another of our podcasts here for Hey Paula, help me with my DIY project. See you all next time. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode brought to you by our very own Painter's Place Community app. Please join us on the app for more inspiration and tutorials. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We'll be tackling another DIY project right here next week with a new episode.